1: Adjacent?
2: You're listening to the Sports Adjacent.
0: Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent.
2: With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the
1: House of L Network. We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent. You know what I realized? Yes. Hotting is a lot different now because- We do it earlier. No, that's not. I'm sure that's not the reason. Tony's funny. It's not the reason, Tony. No, it's uh, I I talk every day, and so it's it's like, like some days I'll drive home and I don't want to say anything.
0: Yeah, I find that I can't remember what I said where. So like, I don't know. I don't know if what I'm sharing is an original thought on that. Platform, or if it's something I already said between something I'm in, it's a little different when it's something Bears related, but like between something I write in the Sun Times, look how many fingers I'm going to get through here. Something I say on Lawrence's show, something I say on this show, something I say on the Sun Times Bears podcast, something I say on Stadium, something I tweet. What else would there be? Is there something else that I do? Something you say to your no, your children and wife. That well, that's never anything sports related, like, <laughs> like, like nobody wants to hear that at home, and that's fine. That's one of my favorite things. Do you have friends, Russ? Do you have friends that don't know anything about what you do? Like, I have a friend, for example, that when I say, Hey, I, I'm gonna be out, he invites me to do something, I'm like, Nah, I'm gonna be out of town, I gotta go to the combine. He doesn't know what that means, and I have to explain it. And it's like, I love you for that. Like, yeah. we're gonna be good friends because you don't care about any of this stuff.
1: Um, I. Well, I know Tony will get a kick out of this, but most young ladies don't. And I don't even want to generalize it like that. But like the ones I talk to are not huge sports fans. Some are. And that's actually cool, too, because they understand like what I do. But yeah, I kind of like the. what when I I I texted somebody like, yeah, I got to go to the park after I uh, leave the studio. And they're like, what's the park? And like an actual park. And so then I had to explain well what my job actually is
0: yeah and then they're just like oh like that do you like i mean do you enjoy do you find like you have better conversations with people that because my entire career it's been like people want to know like as a conversation starter they're like hey who do you think the bears will draft or who do you think the dolphins will draft i don't want to hey do you think the heat can beat the pacers in this series or whatever that would bother me Well, I've come around on it because it's like, I understand that's what people want to know. And I get it. I get where they're coming from on it, but I love talking to people that don't know anything about that. So it would never cross their mind to ask me that kind of stuff.
2: I think it's good that, I mean, I guess at times it could be annoying, but that's their connecting point to you. That's how they know, you know, or try to relate to you. um, And by what you do, I mean, you do something on a public space in a public platform, um, People are gonna want it. People are curious, especially fans of you know the teams that you know you cover or you're around. Um, so I get it can be annoying because that's something that you do every day. But I'm constantly reminded, like this could be the, this person's first and only interaction with somebody that close to a team or that close to uh, a thing or a fan of what they enjoy listening to or watching. It's like I don't want to sour that for for them because of my uh, unenthusiasm fair. to engage with them. So I always like, oh, well, you know, this person, this might be a fan. This might be a future subscriber or uh, to something that I need people to subscribe to. So I'm always kind of aware when it does happen out out in public or, you know, with family or family members or something like, yeah, I'm 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 tired of talking about this, but you are just now talking about this. So I don't want to disturb
1: your enthusiasm. That's fair. And I get that part too. It's it's just like it's it's work for us. Like we love if we didn't love sports we wouldn't be doing it and we wouldn't have a podcast called Sports with Jason where we also talk about some of those things. Right. At the same time, like you write everyday Jason, and Tony, you talk about sports everyday, hear people talk about sports everyday, produce a podcast that talks a lot about sports. I'm on TV everyday and I write And I like so it's it can be a lot worse like dog. I just want to talk about food, or like I said, not yeah. My feel how I feel today, (laughs) (laughs) like how I'm gonna explode, or not talk at all. Like the drive home, it just I turn on some music and just like zone out for 45 minutes coming back from the United Center. Hopefully you don't zone out too much.
0: Oh no no no! While (laughs) you're driving in it.
2: But are people getting worse as drivers?
0: Oh, I think they're so. out of practice. They're was, out of practice. We, we went <laughs> how long without having rush hour around here? Well, I think
2: people are worse and are more angrier than ever. Like, I was looking up, uh, I was reading an article, actually. And they were like, this is like the worst time to drive, like, in the history of driving. People it's are bad, man. People are are not good. And two, people are more aggressive than ever in driving like why are you so mad like calm down it's not worth it like people forget you're driving in a
0: weapon it's a yeah, weapon yeah. versus other weapons well calm we've down. had we've had here in chicago we've had some rough roads in chicago i man i've been around the country in places where there's snow and ice and whatever in chicago you can say whatever you want about the government or the state of Illinois or city of Chicago or what they do a great great job clearing the roads in my experience they get those roads cleared fast that's but why I don't even, like more in other places yes yes Boston Detroit Seattle there's a lot of places where they aren't so good at that uh, some of those places like Seattle you know they don't get a lot of snow if a little bit of snow hits like the Carolinas or Atlanta or Dallas I understand why they'd have some trouble with that but Chicago they do a pretty good job and even with the pretty good job that they do there's been some rough driving lately and it only takes me like one little skid to be like whoa all right i'm driving 25 miles an hour the rest of the way i'm not getting in a car accident trying to go to the jewels or whatever but i saw this guy ahead of me the other day this guy driving in front of me uh takes the right hand turn and clearly like his back end slides out as he's making that turn and then he in his course correction cra- kind of not crashes but like hits the right side curb like he bounces off the curb of whatever street run, and I'm like okay yeah that'll wake you up like that happens that'll wake you up but then that didn't though the guy just kept like he sped up and kept swerving in and out of the lanes I'm like man come on do no, you not it, like your car
1: that drive home that drive home from the UC is like and that's one of the reasons I'm moving to the city one I don't have to commute as much like that anymore but yeah I, I people are like racing like, I think it's Daytona 500 yeah, and like we got a lot of rain the last couple of days, and so but people don't care. It's like eh, okay, yeah, rain that freezes. Yes, it's like oh no, we just turned the difficulty level up on the game. <laughs> like that's how right. like, right. they kind of think of it.
0: Well, we went like two years without having rush hour, and it seems like it's back to me. Well, yeah. I mean, you're probably oh, driving home yeah. at like five thirty or six, aren't you, Russ? Yeah, no, it's it's peak. I mean, that can't rate.
1: be good. No. It's like it takes me like forty five minutes, fifty minutes to get home, uh, which isn't awful con- compared to what other people have. But like for me, like the traffic during the pandemic, it was light for six, eight months or so. But after a while, people were back out there, and then like, like going driving to the ballpark every day, you could definitely see people are. But definitely now that people are uh, working back in the office again. You can you can definitely tell the difference.
0: Let's start the show. Welcome to Sports Adjacent. I'm Jason Leisure with my co-host Russ the Dorsey. The return, return yes. I, I took a week to find myself. Now nah, I was just busy with work. Uh and Tony Gill producing for us. I enjoyed listening to the show you guys did last week. It was a great show. Thank you. It was uh yeah, it was it really was, good.
1: It was fun. With I went Jason and checked out Eve.
0: the uh the Tindler Swindler. I after you guys talked about it, I went and watched that. Uh, the other night with my wife um, My favorite part Of listening to you guys do the show without me Was hearing Tony Gill Who for those of you who don't know Is since I moved back to Chicago Three years ago The uh, the best new friend that I've made And I loved hearing him on uh, My podcast Yelling Black History Month let's get Jason out of here <laughs> while russ in like the quietest voice he's ever used is like jason is an advocate to black people <laughs> i guess so he's reading the, the the side effects at the end of a commercial you know, of jason, you know, we, we just have to mention this jason is an advocate <laughs> of black people
1: Oh no! We just have to have the blacks do an episode during Black History Month. So <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> no man, it's, everybody, everybody has to go on leave. Like I'm the only one that hasn't gone on leave, so I'll make sure I do that uh, before we get too
0: deep in, into the year. You took a but, week uh, off. You took a week off. We did. Uh, we did a best of one week without you. Ah, uh, yeah. You are still can. on there. I mean, we still heard your voice on there. You still get, you still get a a receipt for that. Right, yeah, it's like syndication. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Tony and I got uh, a lot of material out of you out uh, slinging meat, uh, giving turkeys out to uh, the community. <laughs> Look how y'all be doing, me man. That's, Tony, that, that, if I, that activity has to go on down, right, with your new gig. Okay, Tony.
1: Tony, you I mean handing out turkeys. I'm sure. Yeah. Weird. No, there's no handing yeah, out turkeys in February. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, who I mean, does that in February. Tommy? I mean, I'm pretty sure somebody would like some free meat, you know. Like, wasn't the wine. whole
0: point? Wasn't the whole point of your hiatus that you were gonna like straighten out? That's that's the lie he know, told us to take a month know. off.
1: Yeah, try to be uh... <laughs> like the more I sit here, Jason, the more I'm like, we got
0: conned and yeah. giving him free PTO right. and continue to pay him. I need like a couple months off, guys, so I can uh, be someone on this podcast that my future wife will be proud of. And then and then this is what you do like your third week back. Okay, Tony. Well, talk about Tone, talk I, about turkeys? Okay. Russ, right. I got a I I got nice. an idea, I got a little hint about what he was doing during his time off while we were paying him. I'm all ears. Yeah. Tony, did you start a new podcast during that break? Because it says uh, now on your Twitter profile mm-hmm. today, mm-hmm. I produce content for NBC Sports Chicago. Mm-hmm. Right. and sports adjacent sports adjacent listed last of course um hey i feel away what's going <laughs> on explain with, yourself did you did you start Bloody. like a, a a film podcast while you were on leave from us
2: i actually produce a film podcast edit mm-hmm. and produce uh, a film podcast called you take mm-hmm. one actor and discuss 10 movies that they were in with
0: okay so and when did that go down i want to know the details here
2: Oh, they started paying me uh, last year, and then they just send last me the year. files, okay. and uh, I edit and send it back. So you don't appear on that podcast? No.
0: no. Okay. How many places do you work now, man? Because I, if I'm losing track of where I'm saying mm-hmm. things, you must be losing track between um, <laughs> things you say on NBC. There's mm-hmm. a million podcasts there, mm-hmm. our show, The Score. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing you're not totally telling the truth about this podcast, and you do appear on there somehow and just things you (laughs) mutter at squirrels while you're walking your dogs?
2: Um, No, that's why, I like, I just... Once I say something, I forget, so it makes it easier to move on to the next thing. (laughs) Okay. Um, Just just forget it. Just just, just throw it it away
0: and forget it. Is it like a mosquito, like he's got six seconds of memory or something like that?
2: Yeah, yeah, that's all you need. You're good. Just live in the moment, Jason, and then move on, and then that way you
1: embrace the next moment. I... I'm, it's fine. It's fine.
0: I don't, I don't, I don't. Well, it's not fine. I would like to know how many other jobs he was holding while he was shaking us down for money for not working. For two months.
2: Uh, Just out of curiosity.
1: I ran out, I ran out my car. <laughs> hey, I'm not going to say what it's called because they don't pay for advertising on this platform.
0: But. <laughs> he, he already advertised his other podcast on here. Yeah, we're bleep. Hey, bleep that out. <laughs> F them. Um, oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> we don't <laughs> even <laughs> we don't even know them. Maybe we should know. Maybe we should, matter. Get, you know, get <laughs> to know matter. them before we Sorry. decide whether or not. To.
1: That's what happens when Tony gets other jobs.
2: <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Agil Enterprises LLC is a uh, is a production factory. You know, push out content the best way we can.
0: Mm-hmm. Not the best way we can, just the most we can. <laughs> right it's not necessarily efficient but we're gonna put some content out that's why you've had trouble here at this company because the goal is to put out the best content (laughs) not just the most Jeez,
1: uh jason while you you and ashley watched the tinder what were your thoughts you we me and tony did a deep dive with Mm -hmm. lawrence uh about it yeah i
0: know yeah do you guys want to revisit
1: that yeah, I, yeah. Look, I just want uh, it, to. People are still watching. People are still talking about it. I just want to hear what your thoughts were. Still I, trending I, I, I in America. I, I Assume it's still close to what me and
0: Tony thought. Yeah. Well, it's still. I gotta admit, it's a little hard for me to, like, get inside that world. I understand. I get the mechanics of how twi- of uh, Tinder works, and I've been unable to pronounce the name of the movie correctly, or the name of the dating website, <laughs> or the name of. The, uh, na- the nickname they gave the guy because I just keep mix- mixing up my L's and my W's and uh, I, so it's hard to like kind of understand putting your whole dating life in an app and basing everything out of that for me, but oh, this isn't going to be a great thing to say. I kept thinking people should have known better.
1: No, that's not. Yeah, that's, oh, that's possible. possible.
0: Correct. And, and like whether or not you should have known better, I don't care. I, I try to have empathy for the situation that somebody's in regardless of how they got there. And so I can sit there and say like, Hey, it seems like there were a lot of clues here. Yes. I also feel terrible for how like you've one way or another, you ended up feeling this way and having this happen to you. And I feel terrible for you about that. Like I, I, I don't usually sit there and say, even if I feel like there were some red flags along the way, like, Hey, you got what was coming to you or anything like that. I, 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 I think that's gotta be horrible. I mean, the one woman, Thought she'd found the love of her life it seemed like and for that to be a lie is pretty bad but uh i also found i also kind of my other main takeaway from it is like no oh, looks kind of fun to try because <laughs> <laughs> well, there seems to be like almost no consequences for the guy and he's out there doing it again it's not like he's getting like a dating show like yeah there are zero
1: consequences
0: well for i Stan. had this i had this in uh This was in the news rundown, if you would like me to uh, just, we can give you a sneak preview of it or the whole thing right now. Yeah, sure. Russ, would you like to hear some news I thought we wouldn't get to, but instead are getting to in the opening segment? Yes, please. The Tinder swindler. I almost got it. I kind of got it. It wasn't smooth, but I did land it. (laughs) It was was like one of those Southwest landings. Uh, Simon Levive, he has a job. And this time, it's a real one. So legitimate. He's on cameo and, uh, he is charging $200 for an individual. So if we wanted him to come on and be like, happy birthday, Tony, uh, help your enemies stay far away from you or whatever, uh, <laughs> that'd be 200 bucks. Or if we wanted him to do one, like for a company, like for, you know, sports adjacent or ballets, or, you know, tune into, uh, tune into the rally or your enemies will come after you or something like that. That'd be two grand he's charging two grand for that. But this is a legitimate business. And and TMZ reported that he's made 30 grand off this in the first week since he signed up. But again, like if they're getting that information from him, I'm a little skeptical, just I'm not sure if he's really made 30 grand off of it, Yo, but he does have, it is funny though, Russ, I watched a couple of the videos that were available online and uh, he loves, he, he, he is, Leaning into this character while he's upset with Netflix and this, uh, was it a Swedish newspaper or Norwegian newspaper? Yes. Uh, while he's upset with him, he is kind of leaning into this because he did one for uh, a woman named Emily. Emily, happy birthday. I hear you're running your first triathlon. I hear I, I hope you run like your enemies are after you. <laughs> he did another one that says like uh, so-and-so, I forget what it was, like Russ, uh, happy birthday. I'm sorry I couldn't be there, but my enemies are after me.
1: Yeah, he's a hundred percent planted it up. And why wouldn't you? If if you know that, that you, there's no consequences for what you do, yeah. the only thing you went to jail for was using a fake passport to to get into other countries. Listen. You
2: know, it it gotta suck for the women that came forward to want to expose him to actually increase his profile his worldwide. Um, I mean, like, how do you? T- they are. Well, but he's got to find something
0: legitimate to do. He can't keep running this game.
2: I
1: can I want to say something. Come on. Something.
0: Can I do, it. I'm, I'm do it. I'll play elevator,
2: it? I'll play elevator music if it's too bad.
1: Is it? Did Are they really suffering if they got the GoFundMe popping? Hmm. Exactly. They, they were on there crying, Russ. I get that. But also after money, <laughs> after after Netflix, paid, only, only you, Netflix. only you
0: would be like someone can buy my
1: pain away from me. No, I'm just saying after Netflix bought their pain away to tell their story, they also got the GoFundMe pop it. And Did you they know get what? money for that. We don't know if they got money for that. You're not. Just really a, super, yeah. They got something that didn't just get there for nobody gets up there for free, Jason. They probably didn't get what the production company got.
0: They're not getting there and embarrassing themselves in front of the world for free. I don't know. Would you want to go through something like that for a lot of money? If I was like, Russ, you'll think you've found the love of your life and it will drive you to the point of losing all your money and crying on camera because you're that devastated by it. Uh, like, Dog, is there a price, price tag for that?
1: They've made one hundred and sixty three thousand euros in.
0: A week. Yeah, but didn't the movie end saying they were still in massive debt? I mean, hmm. listen isn't that probably the purpose of the GoFundMe is not just to cheer them up with money, as you would do, but to pay their debts? Listen, dog,
1: I somebody that loves you isn't asking you to take out $250,000. You're
0: like Anchorman. You're like, would it help if I gave you some money from my wallet? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know, like, man. And, and, I, I, I Russ feel is like, yeah, it would, it would help. You me. know, what, I, I
2: feel, I feel, I feel wait, like I, I really do feel like we need uh, one of the, the, the many women or to join us um to give that perspective just to make sure that we aren't overlooking anything because my brain is just like come like you're an adult like you are you really like all the red flags and you're not gonna maybe i'm missing something i would like another perspective on on this if if we can continue if we want to talk about it next week uh because
1: yeah i'm I'm just still dumbfounded about how all that turned out. So I was literally texting a young lady this morning about this. um, And she said, I'm glad you've seen it. I've watched it three times. And I said, well, let me ask you this then. Do you think it was their fault with the eyeballs emoji? She said, oh, man, I've done some crazy shit for love. Crazy. They clearly have no boundaries, but they were manipulated. And then I said, I think that he was a master manipulator, but a quick Google search could have taken care of all the questions in 30 seconds. I think they were desperate for love and also gullible. 75% on them, 25% on him. He was a terrible human being, but they allowed themselves to be used by him. When somebody loves you, they don't ask you to take out $250,000 in loans and credit
0: card debt. In my humble opinion. It did strike me as like a real life human version of the nigerian prince email scam yes you know what i mean like you get the email that says like oh you know we're rich my father's the king uh but you know he's deposed right now and we don't we can't get at we just need a little bit of money so we can get back to all of the rest of our money i mean that was kind of the thing that simon Levi was doing yeah and then he was good he was good i mean he couldn't he could have tricked me on some of those things I mean, some he, of it them. wasn't just some of them. He was, he had a good system down for yeah. how he was pulling this off, Russ. And he, he was, was a, a, a lifelong, man, you don't have to tell it, me. I understand he was getting yeah, it off. Li- lifelong, uh, lifelong defrauder, from what it sounds like. So, I mean, he had a lot of practice. They ahead, said he Tony. still, my, my bad
1: Go ahead, Tony.
2: Uh, no, I was just going to say, like, it wasn't just women he was defrauding. Like, in that compilation, like, it, he was finessing families, like, he was babysitting for babysitting, people, and- man. <laughs> like, he. <laughs>
0: He's <laughs> uh, wild wild What would you what would you less rather find out that like your sister had dated the Tinder swindler or that uh someone in your family had hired the Tinder swindler as a babysitter? Uh sister Sister definitely 100%. <laughs> yeah. He should definitely try the babysitting thing. That's a, that could be a legitimate business. How did he get a hold of their chat?
1: <laughs> Man, look. When you master something, you master scamming. And scamming is the theme of the month on Netflix. Like I don't know, you guys watched Inventing Anna? I don't. This is not a Netflix podcast See, I they've, they've been started been going going to watch. It. Well,
0: I have some other Netflix stuff I wanted to talk about anyway, so we can just do that right now. Okay. Um, because Tony's been tweeting about Love Is Blind. I wanted to get so to that so too. Mm-hmm. All right, so I, I guess this I is, I is checked our. Checked out just so man. we could talk about it. Um, <laughs> but uh, I started to watch Inventing Anna first because it just struck me. The description struck me as. Uh, Tony, please look up the, the act, the actress that plays the lead role in it. I forget her name from Ozark, but the description of it struck me as like, oh, this is the opposite of the Tinder swindler. Like, this is what the description looked mm-hmm. like, Russ, yeah. where it sounded like he, she plays all these rich people in New York and takes their money one way or another is what it sounded like. But then I, I pressed play on it and it was the woman from Ozark whose name is Julia Garner. Thank you. Excellent. Excellent actress. She was great on uh, the Americans too. Um, but it's just immediately it was like overproduced and it was a movie. It wasn't really like a, or a series or whatever it is. It was There's dramatized. A mini-series, yeah. Yeah, It wasn't like a documentary. So I kind of was like, nah, I'd rather watch the Tinder Swindler instead.
1: Well, that's did you funny. watch this? It's yeah. I, I binged the whole thing uh, oh, okay. on two nights, grabbed a bottle of wine, some food
0: and, and went crazy. See, here's um, the thing though. I, I can't always do that because I can't just turn on whatever I want in the middle of my house on my big flat screen TV. Because I got kids walking around. So like my window to watch stuff like this is from like 10 p.m. to midnight any given day, assuming I don't have anything else I have to do during that time. That sucks. And that sounds like a personal problem. (laughs) um... (laughs) (laughs) Friday
1: and Saturday. I watched five episodes on Friday and three on Saturday. And when I watched, I instantly was like, this girl's the Tinder swindler. And but like she get, she gets a pass from people because she was some rich girl with a, a terrible accent in New York scamming rich people. Spoiler alert: uh, you could still watch it. There's a ton of stuff that I didn't just say. But she was a scammer. That's all it was. She was just like Simon.
0: Well, can you tell us more about it? I didn't end up watching. Well, no,
1: it. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin the whole series. But it, I mean, it really, we're already here. I mean, it's really just like a girl scamming people and lying. She was she was scamming some of the once again, spoiler alert. If you don't want to get yeah, this ruined, just fast forward till we're done talking about Do We it. should
0: put it in the description or something. Right. Start yeah. this episode 25 minutes in if you don't want to have right. XX and X, and X. When ruined Tony career. is
1: talking about love is blind, then you can play it. <laughs> but she was she was this close to getting a loan from 40 million for 40 million dollars for one of the largest banks in the in the country. And, and nobody did. could prove that she had money. And all you had to do was say, hmm, let's actually do the work to see if this girl has the money that she says she does. She was scanning five a five-star hotel. Just because
0: she, she was pretty and everybody was like, we want to believe her? Or uh, how did yes. she pull it off? She, this, this this girl from a different was country. She, was she like a genius at this? Well,
1: she was, there. she was really smart, business savvy girl. But also, she was like a kid. And people wanted to believe that she was this insanely rich person. And so just like Simon got good at scamming, she got good at it where she would give people this info for these wire transfers. And like everybody thought she had this huge monster trust fund worth $60 million. it's like, Oh, here's the, the wire for my trust fund. And then these hotels, these restaurants all would like, Put it in, and a couple of days later they were like, "Hey, we haven't gotten the money." And she just say, "Well, I gave you the information; it's all there. Like, it must yeah. be some of the bank." And then she just would like just Simon, do that. I wrote you the check. What do you want? Right. She would just do that. Check out. And so she was doing that to the, some of the biggest hotels in New York, uh, and around the around the world. Not even just in New York and yeah man scammers it's a good time to scam because you get a, a
0: something <laughs> on, you get a movie <laughs> or a series on, on it's a netflix. Good time to scam. it, it should a be the worst time, time it should be the worst time in history to scam because you have the internet to look up you would think you would it think be the hardest time to scam there are people who are, have been scanning scamming
1: and, and they're like man i can get a, a netflix series out of this let me keep doing it <laughs> i think like, I, you think people are more gullible nowadays I would like to say no but like she scammed all of New York.
0: I don't know, tone I don't know. Uh I have a harder time figuring out what's real and fake but not at those lo- not not with those stakes. What I have trouble figuring out is like uh is a is a video that goes viral because something embarrassing or bad happens done on purpose. Because viral is viral and people don't care if it's good or bad. But I never, I don't think I have a hard time figuring out like, you know, whether people around me are are real or not. I think, I don't think I just go around getting tricked, but maybe I do. (laughs) That'd be part of it. I wouldn't know. That'd be part of
2: it. I don't know. I don't know know if people are more gullible or people want to feel like they're good people so they ignore red flags to try and be a good person because there's something on the inside that they don't think that they're a good person or they like you get what i'm saying like the need for me to be viewed as a good person i will go to these lengths to seem like a good person despite the many red flags
0: I think maybe more so there's some desperation for fame and money and companionship and people are willing to suspend disbelief to get something that they want. Hmm.
1: I think people are more gullible. And while you guys are saying it, I I figured out why we're we're in this the, the information age. The, the social media era, and how often we, do we see people get not double check, not search to, to confirm, fact check? Oh, like fake, uh, like fake Woj accounts or something it like that? It yeah. happens all the time. And so now I, I just yeah. think we're... Yeah, you're right. People weren't doing the research to find out if a trade is true. No, they're not going to do this, the, the research to find out if this dude is actually the son of some diamond dealer, billionaire um it seems simple because we have everything at our fingertips and all you have to do is google the name of the the billionaire diamond owner and what the name of his kids are you can find it like that stuff is going to come up you can find out what people make what any athlete makes which is crazy but you can't take the 30 seconds to find out if the person that you're gonna go to dinner with that you've never met and gonna get on a private jet with the first time you met them is legitimate or not
0: i think they will i think like the women in the tinder swindler i have to pause every time so i can pronounce it correctly uh when they they did google him at least the first woman googled him and i I think the second woman did the one who's just his friend she said um and they just didn't go very far on it and you would of course you would you're a reporter correct and so would i like you have this innate skepticism about everything they would the uh the saying is if your mom tells you she loves you check it with a second source um so we would definitely be digging much further into that but if these people google diamond lld or whatever it was or google the guy's name and it comes up as the same as this israeli billionaire who he's not related to whatsoever you know i i can see that them thinking okay well i've vetted this the average person, you you can't wrap your head around that because you have spent your entire life, every single person I write about, I better Google everything about them and go deep into the internet to make sure I really know what I'm talking about before I put more information out into the world. But for a lot of people, I, I think the Google search that the first woman did in Tinder Swindler was like probably pretty normal as far as what people do. Hmm. I'm curious, Tony, why you think we're so fascinated by this? Like, I am not dating. I am not on a dating app. I would probably never have anything like this happen to me. Why why did it why do I watch this for 2 hours? Like why think, is everybody consumed by this? I think it's the ridiculousness of yes. it all.
2: Like the magnitude. Like if this was just some dude that was lip, like was conning, you know, women just to bum off their couch, you know, or something like that, like nobody would, you know, really care. That happens all the time uh but a lot of, a lot of people getting scammed like that out here yeah. it's a lot a lot, lot, lot of people giving up their uh their tax returns for love mm-hmm. out here honestly um but it was the to the extent of it where this dude is living an exclusive billionaire lifestyle off the backs of normal everyday people uh and you want to know is how and why like, how can this guy survive doing that for as long as he had? Um, yep. And how come none of the people realized it? And I think that's the interesting part. That's why it's trending. It's still trending on Netflix mm-hmm. as a as a top ten. You know, watch is because people are they're interested into just the magnitude of the ridiculousness and just how can someone be that gullible mm-hmm. um, to that to that extent. We might as well do Love is Blind right here. Yeah, we're gonna do Love is (laughs) Blind.
1: I'm about to say, go ahead and. uh, So, we received a text, (laughs) a very excited text. And we received text messages from Tony a lot. The the problem is, he doesn't always give context. He'll just be like, wow, I can't believe this. And then just drop a link in there. And so. I can't. Explain I gotta. I gotta. Re- I gotta figure out which thing you're talking about. Right? No, I'm just letting people know this is the this is the text yeah. text messages that we get from Tony. Like, there's no ex- exp- explaining, no explanation. He just texts like, "Wow, I can't believe this is happening," and then drops some mm-hmm. random link mm-hmm. that I don't know is vetted or from a reliable <laughs> source. No. Um, well, but- did we get one about love is blind or is it the did? other thing? Yeah, that so we shouldn't talk about okay. He was just like. Oh my God, y'all need to watch Love is Blind. It's amazing, or something to that effect. Okay. And I was just like, Tony,
0: right, you've That's people. A, just a recommendation. The other thing you're talking about is more problematic, where Tony hears like a rumor or sees something on Twitter and then texts it to us like he's working for the Washington Post and has right. solved the mystery with his investigative powers. And then he'll Tony, say like, Tony, how do you know that's maybe. true? Well, I saw it on Twitter. And you know the streets don't lie. And I'm like, right. no, the streets right. lie all the time. Have
1: right. we learned nothing from Simon
0: and Anna? Even the streets the, lie. The list of things that he has told us as though they're fact. Oh my o- god! Over the past year on text, <laughs> and some of them have turned out to be true, but only after actual mm-hmm. investigations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and fact checking. All right.
2: Hey, if you shoot fifty but- percent, you go you go into the Hall
0: of Fame. So. Okay, you're, we're talking about gullibility. It's not the journalism business. You're, you're asking him that he thinks that he thinks it works.
1: What's in media? He shouldn't think this way. <laughs> Just go ahead about love is blind, Sonny.
2: Right. So this this season season two of Love Is Blind. Uh, yes. Everybody in we have a largely Chicago audience. These are people from Chicago. They film it in Chicago. You see all the Chicago stuff. I saw my job plenty of times. The building, plenty of times. Which job? Uh, it? Oh, the the oh, good point. Um, the NBC one. So, okay. right. <laughs> essentially, is if you haven't seen Love Is Blind, it's a reality slash dating show on Netflix where you f- try and fall in love sight unseen, where you go on dates for a month or so. Uh, with people, with act without actually
0: seeing what they look like, It's just strictly go, the conversation. You go into a room and there's like a mm-hmm. uh, a thin uh, uh, opaque wall between you and the other person, so you can hear them, mm-hmm. you can have conversations with them as long and as often as you want, but you can't see them at all. Correct. Correct. Before you propose, before you, you propose, you yeah. have to propose. It's mm-hmm. like uh, it's like when you go on uh, orbits and they've got the mystery deal, but they're not going to tell you what it is until after you book it. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. You have
2: to propose in order to complete and win the show, I guess. No, um, goodness,
0: it's. No. Do you, have you seen the show, Russ, or no? Yeah, have you seen no. It? Did mean, you know that?
1: I know. We, I knew loosely what it was about, okay. but I didn't know like. Just continue, Tony. All
2: right. So this season uh, is a Chicago-centric show, uh, yes. and the characters on uh, a couple of them
0: are really interesting in terms of let's get of, to your let's get to your hot take right away let's yeah. just go to the let's go to the reading segment here oh okay cool
1: and now tony gill reads
2: what's up guys hello tony so tony gill with glasses couldn't make it um he's uh kind of busy he's working on another his, podcast his enemies um, are after him And And he's hurt. (laughs) Tony
1: Tony with glasses
0: hurt.
2: (laughs) So, regular Tony Gill is here. What's up, guys? This is from Twitter user at the Tony Gill. I have to say, I am a fan of Love is Blind, too. Hashtag Love is Blind, too. And I have two main thoughts. One, Mallory has gaslighted Sal so much. And number two, Shake needs to see a therapist for his underlining self-hate of brown women.
0: Okay. Uh, I assume you're caught up. I assume you've watched every episode. This They put out a new episode of this every week, Russ. You can't binge it all at once, I don't think. you Are you caught up, Don? Yes. Okay. I have only ever seen the first episode of season two, and mm-hmm. I watched it this afternoon mm-hmm. because I saw your tweet and wanted to ask you about it. And so I watched the season premiere of this. To mm-hmm. find out what's going on. And uh, I wrote down that uh, some of the people are kind of annoying, like mm-hmm. the Shane guy, at least based on uh, the first episode. Yes. And then some of the people are absolutely like insufferable. And one of them I wrote down as on the insufferable list is Shake, at least based oh. on the first episode. Oh. <laughs> Not a fan of Shake. Also, Kara and uh, Trisha. I hate Shake. Um, and it, there's,
2: a, there's a, a small thing that I don't like. That's losing russ on. you got to tell russ who <laughs> no, I'm,
0: listening. No, I'm listening i'm yeah, listening you got you got to tell sh- russ who shake is and what his deal is russ he's in every one of the uh, as you kind of think to be able to paint a picture tony here's what put him on my insufferable list when they're having these conversations some of them are like um so what's your relationship with your mom great question great question oh, yeah. on a date it is some of, uh shake is in there wait like, a minute um shake is in there like I'm would like- i be able to lift you
1: oh okay yeah that's I like let me jump in here. I think this is a good point for me. Um, I mean, if you haven't seen Shorty, <laughs> you're on a TV show and you're trying to get the
0: entertainment popping. That goes against the entire spirit of the show. Of the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh. and, and also human decency. But, <laughs> <all> right, <laughs> let me jump back out. Tony.
2: <laughs> so Sheikh is a is a uh is an Indian man of descent. Okay. Um, and yes. for he is his whole thing is he needs to be what he terms as has a uh, have an animalistic attraction oh, okay. to whatever person and it's going to come up the more you watch he likes that phrasing of animalistic attraction to okay. whoever he likes
1: so weirdo i,
2: I don't i don't want to spoil it for for jason but he ends up falling for uh i'm not gonna watch any more of it okay other than he just falling- an, i
0: only wanted to watch one episode <laughs> so i could talk and i had it on in the background and i had mm-hmm. it on you can put netflix now on like uh speed it up like the way you listen yeah. to podcasts oh really yeah yeah, oh, yeah. So. so i had it on like one and a quarter speed i just needed to get through an episode so that i could hang in this conversation at least a little so please spoil <laughs> yeah. away so because the, the first episode, the episode I watched, Russ, probably came out like three months ago uh, okay. because I think it comes out once a week and they're like 10 episodes in. Go ahead, Tom.
2: But uh, Shake is all about physical attraction, which isn't too bad. Right. I mean, the whole point. To of, only white women. He's right. In the but
0: first episode. the only thing is yes. to only white women. Right. So he meets he, a, a charming uh, woman mm-hmm. also of Indian descent in mm-hmm. the first episode. And as soon as he finds that out, he's out
2: so but spoiler alert he ends up with her they end up having oh. an emotional connection he's up proposing oh, how about that to her. her name is uh deep deep um very very beautiful woman but he can't get there with her physically and i'm like dude like you what need to see mean? Uh, he needs to see a he refuses to engage with her physically um because he, it's this thing that he just he doesn't find her that attractive and I'm like, what? And it's it's got to be only because <laughs> of his self hate for some reason, his self hate of other brown women. And it's annoying to me that it's to this level. Here he has this wonderful, seemingly wonderful person. She's also uh, very attractive, and he's like, eh, I'm just not. Eh, get, get away from me. And I'm like, that's that felt gross watching him just openly say hey I'm I just gotta push through it like I, I know she's good for me she's a great human being I just gotta find a way to get around
0: that I'm not that physically attracted to her and I was like oh dude I, I feel like nine out of ten people would agree that this woman is attractive
2: <laughs> yes yes I did. which is like there has to be some he need he shouldn't have
1: been on that What's show her name Cause I'm not gonna watch <laughs> these episodes, Tony, but I'm. I can confirm <laughs> if she's fine or not. Yeah, is uh, deep, deep. That's good. That's so good. Deep this deep is deep something deep. we should do. This is something
0: <laughs> we need. This is a new segment. Russ will confirm whether or not someone is fine. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, I can do that. Yeah. Sounds very objectifying. Mm-hmm. Maybe we shouldn't do that. Deep D D E D E E P T I. Okay. V E M P A T I. Russ. Uh, Tony, I was I while Russ searches for that, and you know. Gives us the inevitable confirmation. I expect. Uh, I'm watching just this first episode. There was there's this guy Shane, mm-hmm. and he seems like they're going to drag out this interesting decision that he has. He has mm-hmm. to choose between this the smart woman who it seems like Natalie. Mm-hmm. You know you know all these people. I don't have to tell yes. you any. Yeah, you're into this, mm-hmm. huh? Okay. okay. And uh, this woman who says that she wants to have sex in a bathroom or something. I think named Shana. <laughs>
2: yeah um that ends that ends up turning out very funny as well because well he screws uh, that
0: up in the first episode yeah what hap- he, what happens after that because he because he, he starts talking to who he thinks is Shayna, but it turns out it's natalie natalie she's, yeah yeah <laughs> so shane confuses the two
2: women and mm. thinks he's talking to shayna but actually is talking to natalie and having this deep connection with natalie (laughs) (laughs)
0: so so, in the end he he, uh, he walks into this room where uh i assume you're gonna tell a different part sorry tony i don't mean to keep jumping in and spoiling go ahead oh
2: no no i mean i'm gonna spoil it you know eventually (laughs) eventually anyway but then it comes down to proposing time he's thinking he's proposing to shayna
0: where he's actually proposing to Natalie because he can't talking to him after that. Oh my (laughs) God. Russ, he's having conversations in the first episode with these two women. And the one is like a very serious person. The other one didn't seem to me like that serious. Uh, Just mostly talked about sex the whole time, which definitely had Shane's interest. Mm -hmm. And so he comes into what he's thinking is talking to the one woman, but instead he's talking to Natalie and he starts the conversation with, so what are you wearing over there? and she immediately is like whoa this isn't the kind of conversations we've been having and it breaks and he's just like oh he knows he messed up right away
2: (laughs) so i mean Russ, the the show it i mean if they're actors i mean fine they're very that's the thing you never know man you never know what's real right you never know um but from what it seems like in, you know, from the last season, they aren't actors. These are actually legit people from the city that they're covering, trying to find love and and, and how awkward it is to rush to get married after not seeing a person hmm. and, and finding out who they are is, is a very intriguing concept. And I think if you haven't watched it, I think you should watch it. It's very, very interesting, especially season two, because it's Chicago centric. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I didn't hate it, Russ. I, I watched one episode. I, I didn't hate it. I don't know if I'm gonna go watch it again, but yeah, it, 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 it wasn't. Like, true. I don't.
1: I'm not a bachelor guy. Never have been. I'm not a bachelorette guy. I've never like, seen those shows. I can't. I can't get into stuff like that. And then the fact that they don't even see each other. Mm-hmm.
2: Because it's like the whole point, right? Is the whole like when you date somebody, it's like oh, they're a good person. Like you're supposed to talk about how they look physically last Mm -hmm. essentially but in this but the show is a bit hypocritical because you know all these people have you know are built or you know have excellent face structure the the typical norms of what we deem as beautiful they still round those people out there, Instead of having an actual sample size of people that look differently, that are sized differently, to actually see love is blind. These people are typically in the range of what we deem as as beautiful or successful uh, once they go home and you see where they live and stuff like that. So that's the only that's my only gripe with the show. But other than that, it's a pretty decent look
0: uh, from season one, Russ. It says on Wikipedia they had six couples get engaged and two got married and are still together as of February 2022. The other four are not.
2: Russ, what's your, uh, uh, your Dad, final do we...
0: decision on Deep D? This is not a final decision on whether this person is attractive. This is just Russ's opinion on whether he'd be attracted to her. And he's frozen. All right, we lost Russ. So, <laughs> so he must he must have really liked her. Uh <laughs> Tony, I, I watched this thing and I think it's I, – I also kind of the whole time feel like it's a put on, like it's fake. Because I think yeah. all these people mm-hmm. – like I can believe there's some realness to it, but I'm imagining on a reality show there's a lot of coaching up. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like, hey, you're going into this. You know, you got to you got to act like you actually are desperate. You don't sign up for, some, for one of these shows if you're mm-hmm. like, well, I'd never uh, propose or get engaged to someone that I – hadn't actually seen or had only known for a few days and had some conversations through a wall with. Mm -hmm. So you have to like, kind of, if you're going to be on the show, you kind of have to buy into that and go all in and, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, kind of push reality, like stuff Russ is saying, put kind of push that aside and be like, okay, I'm going into the, I'm playing the game. This is how the game works. I got to pick someone. I got to propose to them. This is how it's not real. Yeah, I mean, my my whole thing is like, if even if
2: the whole point of it is to get married within a month or a month and a half, that's the to, to complete the full thing. I'm like, all you had to do is text one each one another and say, "Hey, I don't feel comfortable marrying you, but I would love to continue to date you." And then they just go meet up after the show has has recorded and date some more. Like that's all they have to do in theory. So you got to suspend some reality. To actually fully enjoy the show, but the whole time I'm watching the show, I'm like, how would Russ do in this show?
1: Mm, that's a that's a bad idea, Tony. Um <laughs> first of all, Russ wouldn't go on the show. Second yeah. of all,
0: yeah, you would. It's, it's no a game. no I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't game a game, no, it's, it's a game and everybody knows it's a game. No, I'm not going on there, bro. <laughs> you would do well on there because you have a great voice, and that's like the, mm-hmm. that's all they know from the beginning. And you can speak Spanish. True, yeah, Thank that's you. true. I appreciate See, yeah. this
1: when my guy's supposed to like boost yeah. me up instead yeah. of what I would usually do. Like, I don't and know how to
0: feel right now. And you're great at lying to women.
1: <laughs> wow, oh. wow, that is not true. That a compliment. That a compliment. Listeners out there, they, I don't know where <laughs> that came from. Like, what the it's fuck a good skill that? for the show. Jeez. yo, go back on leave. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I don't lie. Where did that come from? You know what's effed up about Jason saying that? Jason know how well I'd, I'd be treating the ladies in, in the streets, <laughs> and it is not what he just said.
0: That was purely for content.
1: Wow! Oh, my God. I don't even know what to say. House is an advocate
0: what... of being truthful and honest
1: with women. Oh, my gosh. Tony, I wouldn't do well on that show. One, I wouldn't go on there because I'm not in the business of – Putting my my business in the streets
0: like that—it's so not it's a, real, Russ. It's a—it game. doesn't it's matter, like, Jason. If it's like if I said, Russ, do you want to play Monopoly? Like it's not real. No, t- Jason. No, it's not. It's not even close to being the
2: same. Everybody knows it's a game. I mean, two people ended up, two couples ended up actually
1: staying together and being married till now. From I am one. not going on a, a a Netflix show that is watched worldwide mm-hmm. to say that I'm going to find the love of my life and get married in thirty days. TMZ is going to pull up this clip when you sign up for season three. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, They don't have a bag big enough to afford
0: me. I can tell you that right now. Uh, Netflix. Have you seen what they paid Chappelle and others? Like, I think they do. You see what they, they paid read up on, on Chappelle. This is going to be like the Tony game where I'm like, hey, Tony, what's the least amount of money I could get you to lure an Af- uh, 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 a crocodile out of a river? <laughs> and uh, now it's going to be like, Russ, what's the least amount I could pay you to get you to do Girl, this? About season there. Three? Uh, you, we're about to find out right now. We'll work our way down. Uh,
2: uh, you, so, were supposed to, you were supposed to give us your uh your
1: final thoughts on, on Deep D and Shake. Yeah.
0: All right, uh, so dismissing uh,
2: her physically.
1: Deep D is very, very cute. Um the dude, he like it's just he just like a regular dude. So mm-hmm. um I, he uh, doesn't
0: think so. From episode
1: one. Yeah, I, tell, he, I he, could he tell is, by the jacket. Yeah. I think <laughs> he thinks he's like really? a GQ model. Um saw Shayna. Uh-huh. I that sucks for the the other dude that didn't didn't know that he was talking to her because she's fine and uh the Natalie she's she's cute too. So, spoiler alert:
2: Shane gets with Natalie and they seem like they're in a happy relationship. Oh, good for them. Uh, Shana gets with an atheist, um, and she uh tries to deny him the entire time, and then eventually breaks up with him because her faith matters so much to him but then in the meantime tries to break up
1: natalie and Shane. oh so, so she can get with shane so she can get with shane all right all right, all right. wait tony are you really wait a minute i, I have this question Go. who decided in your household between you and your oh, wife obviously. to be that you're gonna watch this no i want to give oh no this is this is a this is a group effort i got interested
2: in love is blind because i saw the recap of season one I didn't even had no connection to. She wanted to check out because she had already seen season one. She wanted to watch the the recap, and I was like, "All right, sure." This seems like a you know interesting concept for for a dating show and a new spin on the reality TV scene. So I was like, "I'll give it a check out," and I was like on the edge of my seat with the tension that's going on. So you, so were I was like,
1: actually entertained by this.
2: Yeah, it, it's entertaining. It's very, very entertaining. I would. I'm telling you, Russ. If I wasn't introduced to it by my girlfriend or my fiance now, I probably would have just scoped it
0: out and watched it just on my own. It's that entertaining. One thing I thought was weird and uh, this just gener- like genuinely felt strange watching it is the way that they get together, the guy has to propose. So mm-hmm. the women have to just kind of like wait and see what happens. And I, I didn't like in terms of fairness and in terms of kind of like the show would be better i was i'm surprised they didn't let it go either way like either side could what, what's the deal think, with that tone did they ever explain that no i just think but maybe by
2: the numbers and again i don't have these numbers but maybe the thought is a woman most likely wouldn't do wouldn't do it would never propose to a man i don't know of any women that would do it my fiance said she would have never done it if I was just kind of laying around and hold she would have never done it. Um, But I don't don't know. Would, would Would Ashley have proposed to you, Jason? No, no, no. So I think they just kind of assume that women, most women wouldn't want to be proposed to
0: or want to propose. It was almost as good as my favorite dating show of all time, Flavor of Love. Oh, man, I love Flavor of Love.
1: This man, Jason. Flavor Love was must
2: see TV. That what did crazy. come on every every Monday?
1: Somebody Flavor, Flavor of Love. Or- or- Flavor of Love was uh, a well, that was solid. That was entertaining. That was entertaining TV.
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, remember when that lady pooped on the floor? That's, that's what I said. <laughs> right. you, you you can't today, like I, it was. It's the it's the staple. I- it started all reality
1: TV dating. Love and, I, Love I don't know Fly if that's true. Sound as entertaining as Flavor of Love, because I, I I've watched Flavor of Love, so I know what the bar is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what, <laughs> what I mean?
1: I'm surprised either here. of you have
0: watched that. I'm surprised either of you have seen that because that's way back. That's like that early long or long mid mid isn't yeah. it?
1: I was like fifth, sixth grade, fourth, fifth grade when uh eh, Flavor okay, of Love came right. out.
2: Yeah, um, yeah. I was I was sentient. Okay. that was that was a family I'm sentient.
1: Uh, that was I was that was a family, family television program right there. Man. That was definitely not a family
0: show. But <laughs> just get, you just had everyone gather around, turn the fireplace on, get some popcorn. A and hard watch flavor believing. of Love. I have a hard time <laughs> believing in the Gill household. They were just watching Flavor of Love as a
1: family. <laughs> <laughs> flavor of Love was dope, man. Can I say one thing before we uh we get off of Love is Blind? Yes. If you're somebody out there and you. Are currently or have been interested in Russ Dorsey. The statement made by Jason Lee's Leigh- <laughs> 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 so opinion alone and do not just represent
0: the actual of Russell Dorsey. So, the conversation about uh, love is blind, correct? And, uh, Tindler swindler and yes. becoming in that got you thinking about soulmates, huh? All right, <laughs> you didn't let me get theory, but yes, and and so.
1: Tony has just fallen in love with his lovely fiance. Of course. Who he's madly in love with. Mm-hmm. Jason, you've been married for what you call like 50 years, but it's actually more. It's 16, yes? 16, yes. Correct. 16 years with your lovely wife, Ashley. 16 um, years of getting hot and heavy. All right. That's. <laughs> <laughs> You, you on one today. I see what type of time it is with Jason. <laughs> That's why I think this is a great topic. But it got me thinking, I'm like, I wonder if my guys think that the love of their life was their only soulmate, right? Because some people have the belief that you there's one person in the world made for you, or the other side of that coin is there are multiple people in the world with similar attributes and characteristics that would blend with yours, and just when you find that person in your life, that person would then ultimately be your soulmate. So I I pose the question to you guys. Do you think you have one soulmate in the world or
0: multiple? I have. I uh, immediately identified this question as a trap. And my mm-hmm. answer is pass. <laughs> Yo, nah, 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 what do you want me to say? Yeah, Russ, you know what? There's, uh, there's probably thousands of women out there. happy, Just as happy. With i mean ashley's great but there's like there's a million of her out there
2: (laughs) i've you know what i'll i'll step step out yeah come on tony come on tony (laughs) because i've actually had this question too and have i actually discussed this with uh with my said fiance stephanie um just how interesting how things end up you know working out and i've always thought about like You know they say the person you know the the saying goes the person that you're gonna meet you've already had as like as an adult before you get married to them you've already met them or had some type of interaction with them at one point or another as mundane it may be that is absolutely true for me because i met stephanie and we were friends when i was a kid freshman in high school um and ended up working out but you know same thing with my with my siblings both of their wives or wives to be with in terms of my other brother they had prior meetings with them in younger childhood um but is that a matter of just you always being in the same area for the majority of your life like who's to say that there isn't another person that you connect with on the other side of the world you know that you know, may not speak the same language as you, but has the same sense of humor, the same thought patterns. Like all of that is like a a huge question. But in, in the end, I think I tend to believe that for me, if you have the desire to, you know, to be with someone, to actually have a connection with one other person, I believe God has that person for you. If you really, truly want that and he will present them or you will open up your eyes to that person and it's your, it, then it's up to you to actually take that leap and, and and actually engage with that person and take that leap of faith with that person. So, um, I do believe in, I don't know if I would call it soulmates, like, uh, I don't know. I, I just think that there is a person that completes you. Uh, and if you're willing to put in the work, that it's a long lasting one.
0: I do actually believe what he said. I do. I think he. I think he said it very well. Yeah, I think there you. were too many bizarre and unpredictable and uh, unexplainable things that happened for my wife and I to get together, and I don't think it would have happened any other way. What do you think, Russ?
1: I used to think there was one person in the world for you, right? that like there was one person designed specifically for russell dorsey Mm -hmm. but the older i got the more i was just like the chances of that like you're because of how timing works and when you come across people in life just naturally you (laughs) couldn't That means i have one shot to meet my soulmate and if i don't meet him sorry buddy you're gonna be alone like I, what if I they're on season
0: three of love is blind and you've turned down the offer to appear on it? Well, I just turned it that. down. There. See, <laughs> think about that. I
1: just turned it, <laughs> just turned it <laughs> just, down. Just turn down
0: happiness is what you turned down.
1: I, I guess so. Right. But then the older I got, I'm just like, nah, man, I, I think there are a lot of people that, you know, have a personality and are a person that would fit with me and who I am. And I don't just think it's just one person. Like there are probably thou there are billions of people in the world, billions of women around the world. But in the idea of that, there's just one that fits who I am. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, like, like if you believe that every person
2: in the world is different, mm-hmm. then it does make sense because it's like all of them are built differently or do different things. As much as the human being is simple, there are also complexities to uh, to the individual that makes them the specific individual that they are. Like twins aren't the same. They look the same, but they are right. different people. So mm-hmm. in that notion, um, yeah a couple or a thousand people may have the general stuff that you may deem as a person that fits with me but they are all in their own specific uh people and individuals and one may stick out more than the rest of them um because of something in that is specific to them that you find attractive that you, Uh, vibe with that you connect with um but again like you can people can make things work it's just how enjoyable do you want that connection to be if you are actually trying to find the person that is supposed to be for you i guess
1: interesting
0: I would argue that I would argue that that I have more information than either of you guys. And I don't say that condescendingly. I say that as someone that's older, and been married longer. I would say that I I thought that was true. And now I have like 16 years of confirmation that would tell me that that's more true than I ever would have realized because the relationship doesn't get necessarily easier after Mm -hmm. 16 years. It gets more complicated, not, not better or worse. Although it may be better if you work through those things, maybe stronger, but it certainly you get into different layers and levels and complicated uh, dynamics to your relationship. And I would say that even through all that, it it couldn't be clearer to me that the pieces fit perfectly.
1: I'm I'm gonna say this, like I'm glad that you and Ashley are together and I'm glad like you have a beautiful family. Clearly it's worked out. Thanks Russ. My my (laughs) point is, let's say, I don't, how do I say this and not sound terrible let's say you married somebody else 16 years ago Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because of who you are that doesn't mean that you and woman x would just have this terrible marriage
0: you know what i'm saying i think it wouldn't have worked out i believe it yeah yeah all right like it's again
2: it's something that you would never know right because, you know, it's a, it's a, it's life, you know, it's not a Mad Lib. You can't erase, you know, the answers and go back and, you know, have a right? Uh, You know, life, it is what it is. Uh, but it's hard to explain, and it's so cliche, is when you know, you know. And then it's up to you to capitalize on once you know. And it, again, it's super cliche. There's no math to it. There is no science, exact, exact science to any of this. Uh, And Jason would definitely be more, uh, (laughs) would know more than I would. Uh, But, you know, just speaking from my personal experience that if you know, and it's presented to you and it's at that point is your choice to actually pursue it. And if you think that there's something that this person isn't for you, and then there's something better out there for you, then that's, that's your choice. Nobody's going to force a person to, you know, be with anybody. Um, So it's, it's, again, it's, it's super cliche. And I hate that I'm saying it because I hate cliches, but it's truly, once you know, you know, and it's not what you think you should, oh man, I think this is it, or you feel it that this is, this is the person. If, if you're, if you're in that mindset, if you're not in that mindset, that person have may have come and gone and you have never even thought about it because you're not in that mindset yet. But once you're in that mindset of, all right, I need, I would like to have one person now. And then you just sit in, 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 in the, the stillness of it and actually pay attention to what's going on and date um, with that in mind. I think it, things tend to work out. But again, that's all. It's it's not exact science.
0: When Flavor Flav got together with Hoops Hoops yeah. uh, at the end of season one, she's th- the only one it could have been, Russ. Only one. Oh, oh, I know.
1: I know. I was a big Hoops fan. Hoops. You didn't like New York. No, you don't. You don't say it like that. Jason. It's, it's with Hoops. a Z. It was Hoops with a Z. I thought Hoops was one of the finest women I had ever seen in my life. <laughs> as a young boy yeah he I, you can tell me that she was not the one for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call clickgranger.com or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it
2: done.
0: Russ, the sports story of the week is Michigan coach Juwan Howard, longtime NBA player, uh, slapping at, swinging at, I don't know what you want to call it. I Mushing. I want call it a punch. Mush. For mush. Yeah. Mush. At a... Up, uh, yes. At Wisconsin – well, those are all – I don't I don't know those words. Mush or muff, huh? That's like a word for slap? It's is, it, a, is this not a when slap? You ask, just, when you get, when you get kinda, your face pushed in, it's a, okay. a muff right. or, or okay. a mush. Okay. Uh, he did what – he muffed or mushed at uh, Joe Krabenhoff, an assistant coach for Wisconsin. After uh, – uh, would you call it – altercation sounds like such a strong word for what happened at first – between Juwan Howard and Greg Gord, the Wisconsin head coach. But basically, Juwan Howard was upset about Wisconsin calling timeouts up 15 with 15 seconds left. And he, uh, I don't know if you've seen the video, there's some cleaned up video where you can hear the original exchange between the two head coaches. And Juwan Howard says, I'm going to remember. And then Greg Gord goes, whoa, and grabs him by the arm. And then things really break bad. Because it would have just ended at Howard's comment. But once Greg Gord grabbed him by the arm, and I don't necessarily think he was doing it in a malicious way more in like, hey, let's talk about this or whatever. I don't know. I don't know these two guys or what their dynamic is. That's when it broke bad. And Joan Howard said, don't f- touch me. And things just really kind of mushroomed from there to the point where he uh, ends up hitting Joe Kravenhoft. The both teams turn, in, turn it into a, a full on brawl involving players. Juwan Howard, in the end, suspended five games. That's the end of the regular season and fined. Forty thousand dollars. There's a lot going on here, man. Yeah,
1: one I thought the the suspension was you know fair. You can't hit people, mush people, muff people. Um as a the head coach of a team, I will also say stop touching people. Everybody
0: like hey, people these, you don't know. People you don't you don't know. Especially in the heat of the moment, don't put your hands on people. I think Howard, even if you and I are upset at each other and I kind of put my hand on your arm, like you, you, we know each other, like, you know, that's coming from like a a, a good place or a friendly right. place. Like I don't, they don't seem to have that relationship. No.
1: So like there's so many different times where people touch people and, and then things escalate to a level yeah. like this. Yeah. Um, I, I I think the, a lot of the things that came after, like, Oh my God, he should be fired. Um, that that was a like, come on, dog. Like nobody
0: was bleeding. Didn't you didn't you think that was possible? I'm no. not saying that would be the right thing, but you didn't didn't you think like that that might happen? I know what coaches
1: used to do to bring in recruits and did not get fired. So I, I didn't think that was
0: fire a fireable offense. I didn't think it was either, but you never know where things will go once they start meeting with the board of regents or whatever it is, you know. I I agree with you. I think that I think the I think the discipline is fair in this case. Mm -hmm. And I think the discipline that the Big Ten opted for of five games is fair. I did wonder from the beginning, like you can't hit people. You cannot Mm -hmm. muff people, people mushroom, whatever the Mm -hmm. other words. You just can't you can't do that, Uh, especially when you're a coach, especially in your position of leadership. You cannot do that. So that's wrong. Let me just say that on the front end perfectly clear. But I did immediately wonder what preceded that. What put Jawan Howard, who I, I covered when he was assistant coach with the Heat. Jawan Howard is uh, uh, an adult. He's almost mm-hmm. 50 years old. Mm-hmm. He's calm, rational. He's been in coaching for 10 years now. Mm-hmm. Like Jawan Howard is pretty composed. Something happened that led to that. And it's not just the timeout. And now when we see the cleaned up video where you can hear the audio clearly, that then it, it, I'm not saying this justifies what he did at all. But you can see the path that got us to that point.
1: We had a uh, Frank Martin, head coach at South Carolina, on the show a couple of days ago, and, and on not this podcast, but like on my daily show, and he Pride said of that, yeah, he said like he's he didn't want to judge Juwan in the worst moment, uh, his worst moment and that one juan is one of the nicest human beings that he's ever met does not change the fact that you can't compose yourself in that way but at the same time to judge him on that one moment where a lot of things are transpiring that's not fair to to the person but look as yes you have to hold juan accountable which is why he's suspended for the rest of the season and has the the forty thousand dollar fine, but
2: regular season, the rest of the regular season.
1: Yes, yes, because he's going to be able to return for the yeah. the Big Ten, uh, Big Ten tournament.
0: I think but, that that it gets put as uh, the headline is suspended for the rest of the season, and it's really just correct. like it just is, it, yeah. it's just coincidental that the five game suspension would get him would carry out through the end of the regular season. He'll still coach correct. the Big Ten tournament. I got a lot of thoughts on this. Please um, do. Let's go because it's such a. Uh,
2: and I think this is a, a great example of why nuances should needs to be uh, involved when you have these conversations, because there's so many layers, right? Talking about a black coach mm-hmm. at a prestigious, well, I could say words, prestigious school, <laughs> um, <laughs> not acting responsibly um, and not setting a good example yeah. for uh, his players. Um, so I think one don't put your hands on people. They shouldn't have put their hands on him or held him uh, in terms of trying to talk to him once you notice how angry he is. Uh, and he should not have reached over to grab or mush that assistant's face. Um, that that's the obvious conversation, right? He shouldn't have done that that that's the easy one, right? All right, what's below that? What led to it? Ego, right? At the end of a, a decided game, Jawan decides to press. In a decided game, so the Wisconsin coach decides to call a timeout. Because why? Because you're pressing my players. My He's got players got backups are not,
0: in there too. They're not really the most the equipped game. to handle right. this.
2: Right. He has the walk ons in the game. I'm going to call a timeout to prepare them for this situation that you decide to put a, put us in. Jawan gets mad at him calling a timeout in a decided game well why are you pressing trying to force turnovers in a decided game so the whole thing is is ego right where Jawan and he's a repeat offender this is the second time that he's going after another head coach now he's not going after a student he's going after another grown man right? right that's that's let's set that right that that's a difference. If he was going after a kid, this is this is entirely different. He's going after another right. adult in this situation, who is his. uh What would you say? He's not his colleague because he doesn't work. He's equal. His right? he's equal. He's equal. Right. He's on equal. his level.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, but he's also a high head. So I thought I wouldn't have been mad if they suspended him for the remainder of the year. Honestly, I would have been okay with that. I didn't think he was fireable. But I, if he, this is the second time he has gotten to it on his own accord with another coach um but also the narrative that was out there that oh he should be fired he's a disgrace that i've seen you know locally from people that i know personally i don't think it was that to that level no right but the the next layer and the last layer and uh that i want to get to is the belief that this is still amateurism around it that this isn't a possibility or shouldn't be a possibility in the hyper-competitive environment of division one sports was ridiculous to me. Um, what do you mean exactly? What
0: do you, what, uh, what's, one, the, what's you, the argument that you're butting against here? The handshake line. Oh, right. Tom Izzo saying, right. Tom Izzo. Okay. Yeah. That the handshake know, line is right. the, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tom, so, the, it, <laughs> Tom Izzo. Was, Tom. So it's it, it, uh,
2: the, just the cut the pearl clutching, when people are seeing this, saying this is a shame and stuff like that, which yeah. is bad, but also this is a hyper, hyper competitive environment. Mm-hmm. Like if he has two losing seasons in a
0: row, he may be fired. Part of yeah. why he's keeping his job is because he's been winning, I think. Right. And I getting, think if he, he if he had had him a, him kind of a mixed class. record win-loss-wise and recruiting-wise, this might have been the yeah. escape hatch to so, fire him.
2: This doesn't surprise me. Stuff boiling over in this sport. It's a professional sport. I don't care what anybody says to me about college sports. This is Division One basketball. is a professional sport. There's a lot of big money involved. So, just the the competitiveness, the egos that's involved in this, how it went about. There's a, there's a lot of different layers that boiled up into what it was, um, and there's not a lot of conversation involving all those aspects.
1: I, I I'm with you Tony and and I think for me I don't you had people say do you eliminate the handshake line for me I'm just like cool because I think it's fake sportsmanship anyway and I would much rather see something like the M- NFL or NBA does where coaches can shake hands if I see somebody that I know on the other team that maybe I work out with I've known for a long time I respect their game I can go say what's up and then, Or we even, just if, even if
0: you had an incident with somebody in a game, that might be a time you choose to straighten it out. Right, right. Yeah, it's, but it's like authentic. This, I just think the uh, this is not our kids
1: in Little League because I do think in those developmental years, it is important to say, hey, you lost. Take right. it on the chin. Say good game. But as an adult where my livelihood is on the line type of things, um, I'm getting paid now and I deals. Our coach makes four million dollars. The little league coach who's not making anything like this is not that anymore. It's gone to a different level, and so yeah. to portray it as, well, these are kids, and you know they have to stop. Tom Izzo,
0: stop it. One part of this, Russ, that didn't make sense to me at all was the Big Ten suspending two players for Michigan and one player for Wisconsin, one game each for their involvement in this. Once the coaches. Or either co- Once a coach starts a fight, mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Like, what are we doing? I mean, this reminded me of uh, on a on a different level of Matt Nagy getting his uh, unsportsmanlike conduct or whatever he got in the Vikings game, and then later in the game, Tevin Jenkins gets one, and Matt Nagy wants to talk to. Him. Like, what are you going to say to him? You've already opened yeah. the door if you're Matt Nagy or Juwan Howard to like, hey, anything goes. Yeah. I'm not staying composed. You don't have to either. So I, I don't I don't really feel like any of these players should have been suspended for this.
2: I a thousand percent agree because it's it's the, once the coach has opened up that door, now you're putting your players in a who's supposed to be fighting for you, who's supposed to be playing hard for you, who's supposed to be representatives of you. Once you set the standard of what what you expect with your actions, right? It is not like he told them to interact but with his actions and his deeds he's showing them this is this is okay this is allowable from you they're gonna play for their coach in a sense they're gonna do what their coach is doing
0: russ are you familiar with the chicago blackhawks i am chicago blackhawks still effing up they always find a way that should be their motto lately I always find a way. Uh they cut ties with Bobby Hall, one of their longtime stars of the franchise, team ambassadors. That's a good move. That's something they should have done a long time ago. Late, right. of course, on everything as they have been lately. Uh, but they cut ties with him in a way that is uh that they described as uh, something they jointly agreed about and did not make clear at all the reasons why they're uh parting with him, which again are all the reasons why they should have done this years ago and uh the statue still stays up I th- they should let him keep it or put it in the basement or something send it to him yes yeah but this this follows a pattern for me of them really only this makes it look like they only want to look like doing the right things not necessarily do the right things this follows like a straight line for me from rocky wurtz in the press conference. Uh, shooting down questions about how they're going to handle things going forward because they don't want to talk about the past. They don't want to acknowledge the past. You can't move forward unless you're really honest about what's going on. I think that's the way – that's step one toward moving forward is coming clean and being like, hey, let's not put out we jointly agreed or whatever with Bobby Hall. We fired Bobby Hall, longtime team star, number retired, statue outside. We fired him because we can't stand for some of these things. Uh, Bobby Hall was convicted in 1987 of assaulting a cop. 1987, Russ. They've had a lot of time. Uh, Assaulting a cop who intervened in a dispute between him and his wife. Uh, One of his ex-wives alleged that he hit her in the head with a steel-heeled shoe and held her over a balcony in a threatening way. Uh, A Russian publication in the late 90s quoted him praising Hitler, although Hall denies saying that and actually sued the publication. So I, I don't necessarily know what went on there, um, they they had a lot of reasons that they should have cut ties with him, and they should have made it clear, as they continue to not do, they're not making it clear enough what they're, right. how they're trying to move forward. I think uh,
1: you have Danny Wirtz, who's taken over the day-to-day operations uh, from his dad, Rocky, and, and Jamie Faulkner over there now. Yeah. And
0: Those are like the three people in charge right now. They, uh, but mostly
1: Danny and, and Jamie, like they've attempted to try to make good on revamping the organization. There's been a lot of bad that's happened to the Blackhawks over the last yeah twenty four thirty six months. They've tried to usher in a new era. Mm-hmm. But you still have some of this old era Blackhawk stuff that's dragging behind it. I know uh, there were reports out there. That this actually happened in November, and it's just coming out now. But is it, yeah, trying just to hide it. And that's what it feels like. Even if it's not, yeah. it feels like that. Let's just kind of sweep this out and hope nobody right. notices, and then right. we don't get asked about it. When you're honest about it, and you say, "Hey, we are no longer Bobby Hole's No longer going to be ambassador. This is why." And we won't be taking even if you don't take questions on it, just say, hey, these are the reasons we're doing it. Yeah. Be
0: really clear. But be clear about about what's important here. I think that's the problem. It's not that I need them to uh, take a blowtorch to Bobby Hall for some reason uh, because he deserves it or whatever. It's not even about that. It's about from the standpoint of the Blackhawks trying to move forward. Be really clear about what matters to the Chicago Blackhawks right now. And you bring up an interesting point with Rocky Wirtz and Danny Wirtz, because I think back now to that town hall where Mark Lazarus of The Athletic and Phil Thompson of the Chicago Tribune were pressing them. Mark was asking first, you know, what steps have you put in place to prevent something like the Kyle Beach situation from ever happening again? And Danny tried to answer. Yeah. And his dad and was going kind of to put in. And and Danny even like made, I think if I remember this right, like kind of made a second attempt yeah, almost yeah. like to say, no, 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 dad, I got it. I'll answer this. It yeah. got trampled. By Rocky Hurtz right. And you have the horrible you know, scene that unfolded from there Where they again look like uh, They just don't want to acknowledge any of this They don't want to be honest about it And, it, and that's, that's essential To winning back anybody's trust Is being honest about what's already happened And what you're going to do to prevent it
2: I just think it's funny that uh, The uh, <laughs> The organization with uh, An Indian head is uh, Trying to clean up his Act <laughs> It just kinda it's it's a bit visually hypocritical, uh for that for, for that still to be uh to be a thing. Like they're trying to clean up all the stuff and ah there it
0: is. Cartoonish Indian head. There we go. Yeah, their logo is an issue, but that I yes, that that's a separate issue for now though. I mean they they've got major internal corporate culture problems that they got to deal with. They're having yeah, they yeah, what, to put out. Yeah, what,
2: uh, I, I think the
0: the the connecting point of what I was trying to say is um,
2: how they're viewing their organization as we do what we want. And now everything is coming up to a head, uh, including the visual aspect of a big issue in their organization too. I think it all kind
0: of is in line and in lockstep with how they are operating as an organization. And they're not self-aware in terms of where they stand right now, Russ, because Chicago is a good hockey town, period. Chicago is a good hockey town in this country. Even that being said, you're, you're fifth out of five unless you're winning cups or competing for cups. You're behind everybody else. The, you're, you're blast in line behind the Bulls, Bears, White Sox, and Cubs if you're the Blackhawks. And so when you're as bad as they are on the ice— I mean, there's, there's, what are you selling at this point? You're not selling anything. You're like, Hey, we do everything wrong uh, on the ice and off of it.
1: Yeah. People aren't trying to hear from you, uh, especially just the, there's just, it seems like each month there's been something with them, whether it's from their past or, or, or Rocky coming out right now uh, a couple of weeks ago with the outburst of the town hall. But Danny Wirtz and and Jamie Faulkner, I know they're trying. There's there's still a lot of work to be done over there. Um, Yeah. Lots of work to be done.
0: Russ, would you like to hear the news we didn't get to today? Yes, I'm very intrigued by what we didn't get to. Yeah, well, uh, item number one is I had a weird incident at a hotel last week. I I was out in California staying at this nice hotel that I always stay at in Pasadena when I'm out there for work. And I was walking down the hallway and in the room right before I got to mine. So the my next door neighbor in this hotel, I saw sitting on the floor right in front of the door uh, an, an AirPods case and one AirPod laying on the ground outside the door. Kay. And I, as someone who very recently got AirPods and then realized how expensive they are, I have been, this is a key part of the story. Uh, I've been like extremely neurotic about making sure I don't lose them. I'm constantly worried I, about losing these things. They're small and they're like $100 for each one that you lose. So if you lose for like the case or either either earbud, that's 100 bucks. So like if you lose any of it, you might as well just buy a whole, whole new one probably. What would you do if you saw that laying in front of someone's door? Would you think, as I did, I, I got to make sure they know this is here? I would, I would assume so, or maybe they dropped it. Yeah. Those would be my first two thoughts. I was thinking maybe they don't – It was you wouldn't have dropped it there, but like maybe somebody in another room that they're friends with left it there for them. Either way, we can't be leaving this out. This is expensive. I wouldn't want to lose mine. I always, if I find something valuable, if I can have any way of getting it back to the person I want to because I know what that feels like to lose something. So – I knock on this woman's door. This is like a Saturday night, probably. Uh, I don't know what's a woman, I guess, but I find that out when she answers the door and she is hiding behind the door as she answers it as though not dressed. Got it. And But opens the door fully and I can see uh, in the door, from the doorway, I can see a trail of red rose petals along the floor going up to the bed. Oh, damn. Exactly. My reaction, exactly. So I think that the AirPod... And uh, it was a very awkward exchange. And I'm like, hey, look, I just wanted to let you know. Maybe that was part of the plan. Maybe somebody was supposed to find that AirPods case and listen to it. And then they'd know to come in. I don't know. Very awkward situation. Wait, wait. So what was the exchange between you and and the woman at the door? I was like, I just wanted to make sure you knew. It got awkward fast because before I could even talk, I saw what was going on. And I was like, I shouldn't have done this. Was there... so she, and, and she it was it hers? I don't know. I just wanted to get out of there so badly. Um you whack. I don't think <laughs> she wants me. I don't think she wants me involved in this situation at all. Was there somebody else in there? I don't think they'd gotten there yet, I don't think. Oh, she was expecting
1: Oh, she was expecting she, that, the dude started. who was supposed or or other woman that was supposed well, to be that there. Could be.
0: Yeah. And, and, either, and she either was either just way, like... Either way, sorely disappointed, probably. She
1: was in there butt-ass waiting for somebody to come to the door that was not Jason Leisure.
0: That's what I think. Yeah. Oh, definitely the last part. Yeah. Okay. Did it smell good in there? She had the candles going? I didn't pick that up, but uh, but possibly. Yeah, I didn't pick that up. <laughs> okay. Rose petals all, all, right. all over, everywhere. Yeah. Listen, man. I feel her. Anyway, next news item. <laughs> Brian Flores has been hired by the Pittsburgh Steelers, Russ. Correct. He's their senior defensive assistant and linebackers coach. He called Mike Tomlin for advice on what to do in his situation. As you know, he's suing the NFL and three other teams. And part of Mike Tomlin's advice was, we should hire you. Good hire. I mean, man, if you can get Brian Flores as your linebackers coach, he is well overqualified for that. Uh, But a good move for him probably, too, in the meantime, while he works out this suit with the NFL and these other teams, the Dolphins, Giants, and Broncos, and I assume gets another head coaching opportunity at some point.
1: You hope he doesn't get stuck in that role. Um, and I know he talked on Get Up this morning on ESPN or on Tuesday morning and said that when he left the Dolphins, they wanted him to, to sign this um, separation agreement where he couldn't talk about things, and he didn't <laughs> sign it knowing that he had all the this day. information uh, that he wanted to um, get out there. And so, look, I, I think it's great. He's the best defensive – going to be one of the best defensive coaches in the NFL that's not a coordinator, um, if not the best. And you hope that he gets another shot in the next cycle, but you never know. I
0: think he will. And the thing the thing that most uh, makes me be on his side in this lawsuit from a fairness perspective is three years ago, this was the young, hot defensive coordinator that everybody yeah. wanted. And all he did since then was win. So I can't understand why Brian Flores wouldn't have gotten one of the nine jobs. I think it was that was open. Yeah. Speaking of football, Russ Jackson Mahomes. Yikes! Back in the news as he often is for doing nothing, as he often does. I, I googled trying to find out if Jackson Mahomes has a job. Couldn't find anything. Yeah, I bet. Says social media influencer it was the closest. So so no, so no job. Right which uh, you could do just like Jackson Mahomes. It's, it's a classic pull-yourself-up-by-your-bootstrap story. Um, step one, have a brother who's the greatest quarterback in NFL history, probably. Mm-hmm. And once you finish that, come back to me, and I'll tell you step two. Got it. Uh, he always looking to cash in on the Mahomes name, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, this company called Rare Munchies, with a Z, says that like he hit them a- Like hoops. Uh, yep. Rare <laughs> Munchies. Yeah says that he hit that he approached them uh, to tell them that they had a lot of cool stuff, which of course is a way of asking for something for free. And they agree through direct message or text or whatever, according to Rare Munchies, that they'll send him a, a gift box. They'll send him a bunch of things. Rare Munchies, by the way, is a retailer that deals in exotic food and drinks. So basically, like kind of all the normal stuff you could get at uh, Walgreens, like snacks or. or pop or something like that, but like the different versions of it that are in all these other countries. Like for example, Cheetos, you can get Cheetos from Korea that are tomato flavored or from China that are shrimp flavored. I also saw uh, Cheetos on their website that were steak flavored and turkey, turkey leg flavored. So stuff like that, if that's what you're into. Uh, So they said, sure, we're going to send you a gift pack, uh, a care package, whatever. We're going to send you a bunch of our stuff. This is all according to the uh, rare munchies people. Uh, we just all we want you to do is just tag us in an Instagram story or something, so we can get some fame out of this. And then they say that he ghosted them. He just stopped replying to them. They kept asking, "Hey, have you gotten the stuff? Are you gonna, you know, shout us out?" Never, no response, no response, no response. Jackson Mahomes claims that uh, he never received anything from them. So, who do you believe? Who do you believe? Rare Munchies or Jackson yes. Mahomes? Rare Munchies, 100%. okay. There was a rumor this past week. I don't know if you saw that uh, Patrick Mahomes was banning his fiance and his brother from attending games at in the, in the upcoming season that I was kind of part of him, you know, narrowing his focus and everything. And he, uh, he and his mom both say that's not true. I can't say what I want about that whole situation on. Oh, <laughs> well, You always so can I'm, go for it.
1: No, no, no. No, I, I can't. I'm going to refrain. That's why the elevator music exists. You know what? Item. I forgot oh. about the elevator music. Yes. Tony, a little bit of music over
0: all of that. Oh, yeah. Hey, that's another thing, too. That's like. Mm-hmm. Russ, are you familiar with Frank Thomas? I am. No news involving Frank Thomas. I was just thinking about him. Uh, what's his show like? Hang Time with Hurt or something? What's his show on you guys channel, uh, uh, Tony?
1: They don't pay for advertising, so we're not even going to correct it. Go ahead, Jason.
0: That's, that was wrong? Hang Time with Hurt's not right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I don't
1: think that's
0: not. it. <laughs> so with Devin Hester, I'm curious to hear what you guys think about this we, I, the reason i was thinking about frank thomas was because when devin hester was up for the hall of fame i was thinking of what an event it was when he was returning any kind of kick punt mm-hmm. kickoff whatever you had to watch this thing that you normally don't even care about in a game in a football game you had to watch if devin hester was back there during his prime you had to see what was going to else you'd miss something huge and i was thinking right. of who else has been like that in recent chicago sports history and I thought of Patrick Kane in the open ice. You got to see what happens there. Frank Thomas from my childhood. In the bat, like any of his five at bats in a game, you had to see what was going to happen there. Derrick Rose was a guy like that where you just didn't want to miss a big moment. Is there anyone other than those guys for you where you felt like from recent Chicago sports history or or beyond? I guess uh, beyond Chicago, where you're like if that if I walk past the TV and that guy is about to do his thing, I I got to stop. I got to stop and see what happens here. I say one
1: local. I know Javi when he was here. Javi Baez when he was playing for the Cubs was like that. Uh, Shohei Ohtani now mm-hmm. as a national a draw, a like you, whether he's hitting or pitching, you got to watch. Um, ja Morant right now is like that in the yep. NBA for me. It's like every night there's something. Like
0: if like if they're on uh, TNT NBA, you're like I got to see, I got to watch this game. Otherwise, I something. I got you. Correct. Tone
2: um patrick mahomes definitely Mm -hmm. um john morant definitely one um tim anderson because if he hits a home run you know you're gonna get a
0: show with it it's gonna be a show yeah so yeah those probably be three right now I ended up going down a rabbit hole on Frank Thomas. Uh, He has back-to-back MVP seasons in 93 and 94, Russ. And over these two seasons, I think you'll appreciate this. 332 average, 1.111 OPS, which is very good. Yes. 79 home runs, 229 RBIs. He walked twice as many times as he struck out over the course of those two seasons. He did all that in just 266 games because he missed a little bit of time in 93. And then obviously they had the strike. In 94, when he probably would have won the Triple Crown. And my man says
2: he's still salty, though, that he doesn't get his proper respect, which I get. All those dudes was doing the roids, and he was the one clean one, and now he's getting overshadowed.
1: Are you overshadowed when you're in the Hall of Fame? No. And you're considered the greatest hitter in White Sox history? Right. You're considered one of the greatest right-handed hitters of all time. I don't think you're overshadowed, but ego but
0: mm-hmm. i digress i have more baseball news if you'd like it russ uh not no really baseball no baseball <laughs> being played yet I, at least i don't think there's is there do you have it should we go to uh, our baseball insider for a baseball I,
1: update i'd prefer Are you we have
0: baseball yeah. this season uh no not that i know of tony we need you this is like the fifth time i've asked we need you to get like a like a news like a breaking news sounder when we go to that when we go to russ for that
1: Still no baseball, Jason. That's that's but, the industry you're looking for. But,
0: but there was still some action Monday at Petco Park, home of the Padres in San Diego. A man drove an SUV. It looked like a Jeep to me. I couldn't tell for sure, but it looked like a Jeep, a white Jeep. Uh, drove an SUV onto the field. I have no idea how this guy got into the stadium. I did not find that. I read multiple news reports about this from multiple outlets. Could not find exactly how he got it. his his truck into the stadium, but drove into the stadium, Tony, and just started doing donuts and just driving all over the field. The outfield wasn't grass. It was all kind of dirt because they've been having like monster truck uh, events there and stuff like that. Just driving all over the place. And there's video of it. If you haven't seen this, you can find this online very easily because a guy in a nearby office building, a high rise who had a view, has a view from his office down onto the field at Petco Park, filmed all of it. They eventually caught him by the grounds crew blocking the exit, and the guy just kind of surrendered and stopped the car and got out and just sat down and waited for the police. He was arrested for felony vandalism. All right. And finally, Russ and Tony, a Boston man apparently wants to be the new Tiger King. 24-year-old Matthew Abraham allegedly snuck into Franklin Park Zoo in Boston Monday morning about 9 a.m. broad daylight uh, probably, I'm going to guess, an hour before the park opened, before the zoo opened, uh, climbed over a gate and at least uh, two fences and got as cl- He didn't get into the tiger enclosure, but he did get very close. He got to like a back of house area where they they care for the tigers and then uh, ran away when the staff saw him. But uh, much in the way that you can't outrun a tiger, you cannot outrun zoo security. They eventually caught him. He was arrested. For trespassing. Uh, now that's a that's a thirty day sentence and disorderly conduct, which could get you six months in jail. So I'm wondering, Tony, mm-hmm. what would you what would you choose if your choices are thirty days in jail or ten minutes in that tiger cage?
2: Um, I'll do the ten minutes.
1: <laughs> yeah. You might die. You might get wait, wait, can we rephrase it's 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 30 minutes, 30 days in jail or 10 minutes in the tiger cage where death is probably imminent.
0: I assumed he knew that, but he seemed like, mm-hmm.
1: didn't he no, didn't. you have to spell things out for Tony because he's going to be Tony. Yeah. Yeah. Give
2: me give me the 10 minutes.
0: Goofball. My favorite part of this, Russ, was the local NBC affiliate in Boston, went to this guy's house to interview him. They found the guy. Like in the San Diego story, I saw a news report where they talked to the guy that filmed the person that drove around on the field in Boston. The local NBC affiliate went to the guy's house. They open, he opens the door and answers the door inexplicably with a violin in his hand. Does the entire interview holding a violin.
1: Yeah, that's the kind of person I expect uh, in that situation. Um, We'd like to thank everybody for listening to this week's episode of Sports Jason. Jason, it was is great to have you back after your week of leave um, off. you You came prepared and ready to go today. Once again, if you're listening to this podcast and you heard anything that Jason said about me before, those are Jason's thoughts and opinions and are not true and or accurate.
0: Russ is a wonderful human being and is very honest with women. That's true and accurate. Despite what he might have said earlier. You know people
1: listen to this podcast, Jason.
0: People I was trying to you, compliment you. I was trying to say something no, kind of in no. this mode of me and Tony saying nice things about it. And then you
1: don't get you in know. trouble for the things you say on it's here, right neither does Tony. Oh, yes. oh I, do. I do.
0: No, no, I do. <laughs> oh, man, you better believe I listen, man. There's living in my house, I get in trouble for everything. Like not just my wife. My wife and kids are on me all the time. Like anything I ever do wrong, I'm I'm hearing about it.
1: Well you
0: should now. And I like, understand them after today's show. I get like it. Like having three traffic cops in the house.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, for everybody out there, make sure you uh, download the episodes each week. Like, comment, subscribe. Our listeners per week are, are going up. And, you know, we're coming up on our one year anniversary, gentlemen, next month. It's That's coming right. up. Ooh. So we're really excited for that. Um, tell all your friends about it. You can catch the video clips on social. Those have been doing really well. Make sure you continue to share those. Listen to all the wonderful content on the House of L Network, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, wherever you find your audio content, you can find the show. Gentlemen, anything else before I let the fine people go? All right. And we will catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening to
2: Sports of Jason with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms.
0: I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was
1: hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? You adjacent to the mother. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger